you know, a few years ago I had, I think I mentioned it, I had a disease, it's called lumbar sacral plexus neuritis, which was partial paralysis in my left foot. I mean, I couldn't drive, I couldn't do a lot of things. And when I started running, the neurologist said to me, because I had a lot of knee pain, he said to me, I don't think you are a runner. And I think you need to realize that. And I mean, back then it was only 5Ks I was struggling with. So to hear that from you and to know where I am, you know, sitting today, it's exactly what I want to hear. I'm Jackie from Cape Town in South Africa. Andre from Brisbane. I'm Ben Wanner from Botswana. Jim Panton from Edinburgh in Scotland. I'm Lisa Brignall from Christchurch, New Zealand. Nick Kidinji from Nairobi, Kenya. I'm Viggy from Tel Aviv in Israel. I'm Andy from Vancouver, Canada. This is Harish from Bangalore in India. I'm Brigitte Seiberstein from Frucht, the Netherlands. I'm Dougie Nisbet from Durham in the UK. And you're listening to Run with Coach Parry. Welcome to it. You're listening to Run with Coach Parry. My name is Brad Brown. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to this podcast. We're doing things slightly differently today. So uh, I've been away for a few weeks. So this one, structure-wise, is slightly different to what we no- we normally do. I'm working on my own. The coach, Lindsay Parry, uh, is working on his own as well. But I think you are going to love uh, the format. And I'd love to get your feedback. Uh, you can either comment uh, in the show notes to this episode or just pop us an email, support at coachparry.com. But today, uh, you get the opportunity to be a fly on the wall on uh, a coaching call that the coach did with uh, Alex Spiller uh, about sort of just her running and what she's up to. And I can tell you that Alex is training for the New York Marathon, which is the first weekend in November this year. And that happens to be the same weekend as uh, the Soweto Marathon, as well as Kafsa Whoop as well here in South Africa. So uh, even if you're not training for the New York Marathon, uh, I think there is lots to get out of this uh, podcast in itself because uh, the timings are perfect. So uh, take the marathon out of it. Uh, if you are training for one of those two races, I think this uh, podcast is going to be perfect for you. The good news is, too, if you are training uh, for the Soweto Marathon, and I talk Soweto Marathon quite loosely, I talk about the 10, the 21, and the 42. The good news is uh, we're running a competition here at coachparry.com where we're giving away a training program to either the 10, the 21, or the 42, plus a coaching call with the coach. Uh, And if you'd like to enter that right now, all you need to do is head over to this URL, okay? Just go to coachparry.com forward slash Soweto. You can also click on the link just below this podcast uh, in the podcast player you're listening to it. It's also in the show notes. That's coachparry.com forward slash Soweto. Go and enter right now. You've got absolutely nothing to lose. And uh, we are going to be running some training in the build-up to Soweto Marathon as well. So if you're looking for a training program uh, or if you want some help, make sure you head over to that website right now. Okay, it's coachparry.com forward slash Soweto. All the details are there. Enough about me yakking. Again, if you enjoyed this chat, please uh, pop us a tweet. Uh, You can send it to me uh, at Big Brad Brown or to Lindsay. uh, Lindsay's at LindsayParryZA. That's what he is on Twitter. Or you can find us under Lindsay Parry on Facebook as well. So uh, enough from me. Let's get straight into Lindsay's chat with Alex. Okay, so Alex, you have um, you're going to be doing New York in November. Um, yes. So let's kick off by uh, telling me what uh, program you will be following. What is your what is your goal? 
So my goal for New York would be to do it under sub four. Um, I normally just try and guess the time that would be achievable, but definitely I hope that the sub four program will get me to about the 345, 350 mark. Okay, so at the moment, if we run your numbers through, your 5K PB at 24.02 gives you a potential of a sub 50.10, which you haven't quite done yet, but you're pretty close. Um, and it gives you a, a 151.5, half, which you've come very close to. Yeah. Um, and that translates to about a 3.54 marathon. Okay, so I think, I think targeting around about the 3.50 mark a little bit quicker for a start, that's realistic. So you are... You are um, on the right uh, track. At the moment, you are doing three days a week of running and then the three days of your high-intensity bar class. Um, so, look, if you've got things fairly well covered from a, a training perspective, and I think um, adding in that extra day of running, and that would then depend on your your, your kind of, lifestyle if you're able to to do one day of running where you do your class and run um or if you only have time for three days a, a week then we would then have to just chat a little bit to um to 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 adapt that so going forward looking at your training time available there does that allow for one day in the week where you would do a short run plus the class um, so you're able to fit in the four days a week or do you, is your time kind of already, it's full. So it's, it's a case of we either run three days a week in three class or for eight to, to ten weeks we, we cut back on, on a class and do four runs. I would be happy to cut down on a class or then look at training twice a day for one of the days, um, especially if it was a shorter run. Yeah, okay. Um, so that maybe I do a class in the morning and then run in the evening. I've always generally run in the evening because my runs have always been with the time trials. Yes, okay, that's right. Of course, that's uh, now I'm, the whole picture starting to come. I, I now remember reading your story on, on the forum. Um, so, okay, so... so Let's then move on to, to you asking me a couple of questions based around your, your time availability and what, what you want to do. Um, and then I'll wrap up the call with a little bit of advice that I think you, you could, could then use to make the journey more successful. Yeah, so, I mean, for me, really, it's just that this year, I think I set myself some big goals and it's a long-term um, goal for me that I've tried to break up um, and keep it exciting because the big goal would be to do comrades um, as a 30th birthday present to myself. Cool. Uh, and because I had quite difficulty um, or quite a bit of difficulty when I wanted to start running, um, there was a lot of stop and start. So I want to take things slow and um, to reach the 42, I, th I think or I, ho I hope I'll be on 
track, um, especially with the time, and obviously just to run and enjoy it and stay far away from injury as possible. Um, but also just to keep running. I don't, you know, I want to just be really prepared for that day and know that I'll be able to run the whole way. I don't like walking during races. Um, and then from there, it would just be to know what's the distance that I need to push once I get to that 42, because I won't be doing a full marathon before New York. But then from there, to keep up the pace um, at that level, to then hopefully do Ocean's Ultra at Easter next year. Okay. So, um, doing the, the classes, the strength stuff that you're doing is really good. Okay. So, that, that, that is, is going to play quite a, a, a good role in keeping you injury free, um, but yep. also nice and strong for, for the marathon running. So, I quite like that. And I'm happy for you to keep those three in there as we discussed. And then your, your shortest run of the week, I would just plan that for, for the day that, that we'll call that your, your double day. Um, okay. You basically, and, and on the program, you should get there to at least 30K. So you will want to run at least a 30K training run before race day. And you'll probably end up with one of your runs being roughly in the, the 33 to 35k range now that's okay. obviously you may feel like but hang on that's quite a long way still from a marathon but when we yeah. train you always got to look at a training program as the sum of its parts okay so the consistency over a number of weeks plus a couple of those long runs all of that will add up to really give you um the fitness to be able to carry on running the whole way. The trick, yeah. and this is where, where a lot of people make a mistake, is that the trick is that if you run too much of your running, either at your race, planned race pace, or faster than your planned race pace, you actually end up getting to race day quite tired. And invariably yeah. then what happens is that your legs, at some points in the race, tend to get very sore. And people are often confused. How could they do so much running at the marathon pace, but then they, they couldn't um, actually execute? And yeah. difficult for people to process, but actually running most or almost all of your running slower than, than marathon pace is actually what's going to prepare your body the best to be able to maintain that marathon pace all the way. Um, and, and as I said, you, yeah, go. And talking about the, the race day pace, for me, I've always been very fast downhill and on flat and then very slow uphills. Um, and so I've always had to try and figure out an average. But is the goal to do the same pace uphill no. and downhill? Absolutely not. And, and in fact, for New York in particular, that's a lesson I learned the hard way not that i tried to run the same pace uphill but i definitely ran the hills too hard and and look in south africa we have hills the races in the international marathons don't have hills but that does also make us a little bit arrogant and so yeah in order to run a really good new york marathon you actually want to run those hills really slowly and they must do as little damage to you as possible and then you do make up lost time 
on the very long stretches of flats and on, on the, the downs that every single up in New York has a corresponding down. Um, uh, that's so, that's so, great to know. <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, last night was actually, um, when I did my PB for the 5K was actually last night. Oh, awesome. And, well done. Um, thank you. And for an indication, I was going down the hills at the Wondrous 5 at about uh, 4 minutes 10 a K. And then on the up, um, my pace was probably five and a half, if not a bit longer on the uphill. So it is quite a big difference yeah. um, for me always on the hills. Look, that, that is okay. And it is something when we get to, to, to talking about two oceans and, and comrades, then yeah. it is a weakness that we do want to address. And you said that you don't like walking. But that is, particularly yeah. on the ultras, that really is where it becomes key, is that if you run, walk those hills, then yeah. particularly being a bit weak on them, yes, you lose a bit of time, but the hills don't do any damage. And when the hills okay. don't do any damage, it allows you to use your natural speed on the down yeah. flat sections. Um, okay. So, yeah, once you've gotten through this marathon, um, I like that the way you speak, you want to get through it without injury, you want to do this slowly, so, you know, you're going to run this marathon. You've got a really good chance of getting under under four hours. And once you've completed this marathon, then the next program that you select should be one that incorporates a little bit more intensity than, than the program you're following now. And I think, you know, based on the way that you're training now, I would do a hard time trial every two to three weeks. I wouldn't race it hard every week. Um, but, okay. but certainly every second week, every third week, there is room there for you to get some intensity into your your program safely um, yeah. without an unnecessary injury risk. And then to get through this program, uh, you know, to get through to, to, to New York, run a great New York, and then the next step will be to add in some form of intensity work in the form of hill work or intervals or some track work. But you just want to introduce that um, sensibly yeah because i'd love to um better my heels especially but it seems like it's it's still not there yet but talking about the the time trials and going hard what i did last night is that i warmed up with um four laps around the field it felt like an easy pace and i was quite surprised to see that i was running at about five ten. Um, and that felt easy. Good. And I, I think that made a difference, you know, for the start. And I just tried to push, you know, from the minute I started. But on the longer runs, um, is it important? Is it necessary to warm up? You know, like these Sunday runs, I'm joining the RAC group. Um, but is it necessary to warm up before such a long run? So your body will always feel much better if you ease it into anything okay so that's you you learned a really great lesson there all on your own and, and to be honest those are the best lessons to learn because yes. you, won't, you won't forget it so yeah. typically what i encourage people to do and what i do myself is even on the long runs is the first kilometer to two kilometers don't worry about your watch don't worry about anything just run really really easy and okay. allow your body 
to to warm up. You know, I've I've, I've been been running now for for thirty five years, and I've only ever trained with one human being that doesn't need that. Okay, his name is okay. Kirsten Lehmans, and we when we head out the the door, and as much as I love training with him. When I when we run together, I know that I'm gonna suffer more than normal because when we yeah. when we hit the pavement, we are we are running. Um, yeah. When I run on my own or in any other group, we run. We always the the slowest k is always the first k. Um, oh. and, and then yeah, that's a lesson I need to learn because for me it's like the fastest ones. No, and then your body, and you just feel your body settling. It's, it's actually, it's, it's a really nice feeling. It's one of my favorite feelings in running is that if you start really slowly on the long runs and you, and you yeah. just ease your way into it, you, you don't actually quite notice when it happens, but you suddenly get this feeling where you, you, you really are floating and you look down and you're like, wow, look how low my heart rate is and look at the speed that I'm running at. Um, yeah. It's almost like that just allows your physiology and your muscles and everything to get into into perfect harmony, and then those are always the, the the best runs and the best races. So if I can't warm up before a race, then I yeah. will use the first two to three k's to warm up properly before I really start to push myself. And and every time I do that, I still end up with a better time because in the middle section and the end you are able to run so much better. Whereas if you try and push yourself hard from the get-go in a race and you haven't warmed up, you kind of almost seize up and nothing feels like it's flowing and your 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 joints don't feel like they have their full range of motion. And yeah, so, so warming up is actually really important um, all the time. And then like with um, Nisner next weekend, um, what – what kind of warm-up would be suitable to do before a 21K, especially like that where the start is on the mountain so there's, and it's dark, so there's not too so, much space? Yeah, so I would then exactly that exact advice that I gave you on the forum is to say that, that your starting position for Nisna in particular is more important than, than everything. So I would then... And, and the first four Ks are, are literally the hardest four Ks of the, the race. So what I would do is I would um, get to the front. And as I said, the first two or three Ks are up that hill, but you just really yeah. run them easy. Don't worry about who passes you or anything like that. You just the first K, two Ks. And then from three Ks, you can start, you know, pushing it a little bit, but of course it's still the hill. So you want to be saving yourself. And when you turn right and, turn onto the dirt and go in there between the trees. That's where yeah. you the race starts for you. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That, that is yeah. the best way of running that race. I, I think that um, I still have so much excitement for every time I start running that it's just a whole lot of adrenaline yes. and nerves that it just like I always push, I think too quickly. And even in, time trials and longer races always my first three seem to be my fastest and I think it's just because I'm so excited to be running um that I need to actually rein that in and take your advice and you know start easy especially on the longer runs and then work up to that pace 
Yeah, no, that that is that you gave yourself the perfect advice there. Obviously, I, I understand these things. Adrenaline starts to pump. It's sometimes yeah. harder harder um, done than said. But at least if you're thinking about doing the right things um, over time with experience and by keeping repeating that to yourself, you will get better at it. And then once you see the results of going out more sensibly, then you'll be yeah. sold. And obviously, it'll become easier and easier to do it. Yeah, because last year I did the tough one. And it was kind of just on whim. I mean, I hadn't trained for it. I had done Soweto, I think, just before, which I found um, quite a difficult race to do. But I ran with friends that are a bit slower comrade runners. Yes. And I found to run really well. And I ran the whole of the tough one. And I actually left those friends because they then wanted to start walking at about halfway. And I said to myself, if I start walking now, like I'm not going to be able to keep going. running. Yeah. And I was so glad I finished. And on that race, I suppose I saw the importance of running or starting slower for the longer distance because then we found, we found the pace and then I found my own pace and probably with the confidence of getting at least 15 Ks behind me, I realized that I could carry on by myself and I didn't need that um, support or to run at somebody else's speed. That's awesome. So I've been, I'm going to wrap the call up with some really good news, which is which could potentially be bad news. <laughs> and yeah. that's to say that I really think you haven't even scratched the surface of your ability. I really, you are going to end up going a lot faster than you are now. Um, which means that you're probably going to be sucked into this running thing uh, for good. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, that, that could be great news because, you know, a few years ago I had, I think I mentioned it, I had a disease, it's called lumbar sacral plexus neuritis, yes. which was partial paralysis in my left foot. I mean, I couldn't drive, I couldn't do a lot of things. And when I started running, the neurologist said to me, because I had a lot of knee pain, he said to me, I don't think you are a runner. And I think you need to realize that. And I mean, back then it was only 5Ks I was struggling with. So to hear that from you and to know where I am, you know, sitting today, it's exactly what I want to hear. (laughs) That it is a long Then it's good. Then it's good news, which is good news. So, yeah, cool. Yes, yes, yes. All good news. Thank you. Good good luck. Um, stay in touch with yes. us in the forum. Um, yeah, yes. I mean, that's, I'm sure last night was your first PB of many. Um, yes. Yeah, yes. and it'll, it's a cool, it'll be a cool community to share it into. And remember, you're, you know, when you achieve, you, um, you also help to motivate people around you. So don't... don't I love, love reading all the you know all the um comments on the forum and i really find it so inspirational um i don't like i'm competitive with myself but i find everybody's stories so encouraging and to see the starting points and what they're going for and i love it and read everything Great. So that is the intention there. So yeah, like I said, when you get a PB or whatever, don't think of it as bragging. Think of it as inspiration for 
the other people in the forum and uh, yeah, I look forward to interacting with you on there. How cool was that chat? Man alive, I absolutely loved that. Uh, and as Alex mentions, uh, we're doing some awesome things on coachparry.com. If you haven't uh, joined our online community, I really would suggest you do it. All you need to do is head over to coachparry.com forward slash join and uh, you can become part of uh, the community. You can get access to the coach every single day in the forums. We also do weekly Ask Me Anything calls uh, where you can physically ask uh, Lindsay and the rest of our coaches a question. And uh, yeah, we've got a a really fast growing and interactive community on that website and everyone's just really fired up to see everyone else succeed. And we'd love for you to be part of that. So go to coachparry.com forward slash join or if you pick up one of our training programs, 10K, 21 or 42, uh, you get automatic access to that as well for the period of your training program. So we'd love to have you on board. Uh, Make sure you check it out, coachparry.com forward slash join or head over to coachparry.com forward slash programs. Uh, That's where you can get all the details and we look forward to catching up with you in the forums until next week from myself brad brown and the coach it's cheers